Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. We're leaving out the theorizing and exploring this strange phenomenon of being a human and a therapist. I'm Kelly, licensed marriage and family therapist, working in private practice settings as a clinician and a clinical supervisor in the Denver metro area. And I'm Abby. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the owner of a group practice in the Denver metro area. Kelly and I are both registered play therapists, supervisors, and EMDR certified. So we're both therapists, but this is not therapy. And we're both supervisors, but this is not supervision. This podcast is purely for fun. So for any ethical concerns in your caseload, please refer to your state laws and licensing boards. And please remember to follow The Whole Therapist on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening station. For more resources, blogs, and consultation opportunities, visit wholetherapistinstitute.com. So come join our conversation while we explore the embodied experience of neuroscience and authenticity in the therapy room. Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. And we are excited to be talking about time off with you today. We've got a gallon of water with us. <laughs> Kelly's ridiculous with this water bottle. If you need to understand how big it is, it's from Costco. So it's bigger because it's from Costco? Well, yeah, they usually, or maybe it's not bigger because it came in a two pack. So there was two of them. <laughs> Does Alex drink this too? Yeah, he has the in black. Mine's in blue. I can't even picture... <laughs> But I was telling Abby that like, I do kind of laugh at myself because I'll be like in a session with a client and they all know now I just like pick it up and drink it. It's like imagining having like a, a gallon it's jug. It's like ma- a massive amount of water. And I just cannot picture you and Alex next to each other with these massive water bottles. On our nightstands. Oh my god! Bring it with my nightstand. It's so funny. And sometimes when I'm in um, <laughs> supervision, I I like can, I see myself on screen. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Um, but it, it brings up a good topic for us around time off. I mean, I think that time off has been um, something that I've forever struggled with, and here therapists struggling with. Yeah. How to do that? Well, we just want to name the privileges involved in even having the option Mm -hmm. to take time off. So if you're working in an agency and you only get two weeks a year at best, Mm -hmm. um, that's going to feel really different than someone in private practice who theoretically has a choice depending on your financial situation. So there's a lot of factors that we're holding with you too, as we talk about this. I remember um, my sister went to grad school. She's also a therapist and her instructor said something about seeing 10 or 11 people a week. I remember feeling like that is the most privileged thing to say ever because most of us, there's no way. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can't survive on 10 or 11 people a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least from where we can speak as a single parent, um, as someone who's about to bring a baby into the world, we're both in private practice. We just want to name that you as a listener might be in a similar or totally different space too. Well, and I think what I can share, I remember just even in community mental health, my mindset is the same here as it is in private practice, where I certainly had a much higher caseload, like too high of a caseload, you know, like 10 clients a day, Monday through Thursday, and then five clients on Friday. But because you don't see, because you have that many clients, you don't see them on a weekly and many of them not on a bi-weekly basis. Right. So then the the thing happens is if you take time off, right? the one time that they schedule in the month is when you want time off and then they're not seen for two months. And it's not your fault. It's the system's fault. This is making my belly upset. Yeah. About, like I'm having a response. Yeah. It's the system's fault. Yeah. 
Um, and then the other pieces um, that came up for me is, you know, a lot of places, at least in Colorado, I don't know other states, but a lot of places don't pay out sick time when you right. leave. Yeah. And I'm not somebody who gets sick. It reminds me of I worked in restaurants for many years. And if you were a smoker, you got a smoke break, like whatever you wanted. But if you weren't smoking, there was no reason for you to have a break. That's ridiculous. I know. I know. Um, oh, there's this like, I mean, I think this has happened even before I was pregnant, but I've lost the piece right before to connect the smoking and the... You lost a thought. Why I was connecting the two. You know what? This happened to my uh, <laughs> four-year-old the other day. Yeah. And he goes, I lost my idea. And he's crying. And he goes, where did it go? And he's oh. crying. <laughs> what a good question. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, it sounded to me like taking a smoke break, you were saying you never get sick. Oh, and yeah. so you don't even need to use the sick time. That's not going to be paid out. Exactly. Later, yeah. But I remember at the end of my career in community mental health, I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to say I'm sick. Um, I'll, do, I'll, I'll schedule several doctor's appointments, like whatever I need to do, because this is crazy that I don't get to have this because I haven't gotten sick. Yeah. And even if I was sick, I mean, that now that happens now. We've talked about this. I had gotten the coronavirus for the first time six months ago, actually, in the beginning of my pregnancy. And that I think I had told you, I was like, I've literally never canceled on clients. Yeah. <laughs> like I've maybe had one or two where I've had to like reschedule, but I've never yeah. contacted a client and said like in several days in a row and say like, we have to cancel, not even like offering a reschedule option. And that was so dysregulating for me. I, there was all this like guilt that came with it. Mm-hmm. We have taken a good amount. Of, we took a good amount of time off last year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say we, I'm talking about Alex and I, but um, because when, the time off I generally am spending with Alex. So we took a lot of time off last year for lots of different wedding events. Mm-hmm. And then in November, I'm going to take four months off. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel bad about taking the four months off um, to have a baby. But leading up to that, I've been like, I can't take any time off. I've already taken too much time off. I can't take more off. Uh, And for me, because I have a dual income, it's not really the financial piece. It's this piece of, I really want to help clients make progress. And if we have a break in services or if I don't see them routinely, if I'm not in contact with them, you know, there's just a lot of thoughts that are probably not true. I so resonate with that part of I have to do so much or as you're talking, I'm sitting with like, what do we owe our clients? It feels like in me, I owe them so much. And I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but that's the phrase in my mind. Like I owe them my reliability, my time, my presence. There, It's a reciprocal relationship. So they're coming to me. I want to show up with them, but I, I know for me, I can lose myself in my, in my work easily, in my relationships, in my work. I can lose my own, you know, what do I owe to myself? And so taking time off is part of how we take care of ourselves, but it wouldn't occur to me to think about that until the last few years, really. Like I do think having children ended that streak real quick for me as well. Being so um, able to show up because kids just get sick or I get sick or we take maternity leaves. and But I'm just noticing, like I, I think for me, the process of taking time off is so charged because I feel like I owe so much to my clients and it may not even be true how hard we work to never cancel, to keep showing up when really they might need us to model being human mm-hmm. and taking care. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Well, it's a good thing. It's as I'm thinking about it, it's a little sad. It's why I'm not feeling guilty about four months because it's not most people understand that. 
they're like, oh, well, of course you would. And because I work primarily with children or parents, um, I've had a lot of them say like, you should absolutely take that time. And if you can take more. Um, and next year, my schedule will change where I don't work as late anymore because I'm not going to miss bedtime. Yeah, I don't feel guilty about that, but I think it's easier for me to be like, I have an excuse Where before, like, a legitimate excuse is I'm taking care of myself. (laughs) But it doesn't feel valid, does it? It's like, oh, it's the baby and the perception of the people I'm sharing. They'll understand. Yep. But just to say I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, that's enough. It is. Just so everyone can hear us, like, (laughs) that is valid. Yeah. But I guess we are modeling being vulnerable. It has not felt valid to me either. Yeah. Yeah. And and we run the risk of, of truly burning out without taking that care where we can or when we can. Like I know for me, stopping working weekends was such an important choice I made a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I had done it for years and years. And to finally say, I'm not going to do this um, was so healthy. I couldn't decrease my caseload, but I could stop working weekends and open up more spots on other days. Um, so wherever is feasible for you to work in, care and rest for yourself. Yeah. I remember even in community reach, um, community mental health, Mm -hmm. there were ways at least where I worked that I could adjust my schedule. So Mm -hmm. I think initially it was like, oh, I'll work two late nights, Yeah, but then that became too much. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to work four tens and maybe off on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I noticed that that was too much. And so I was able to like shift the schedule that way. But after so many shifting, it was just like, okay, now there's no more options. So yes, the option is to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you're able, taking a big leave from the field sounds so nourishing Mm -hmm. to, to me. And maybe that's like my projection with where I am in my life. I would just so love a few months off. Um, and so many of us can't do that, but gosh, if you're able to, you know, do that proactively and before, before you have to. Yeah, definitely before you have to. Yeah. I wish I could remember what I was reading, but there was an article that was talking about burnout and it was saying that like taking a weekend here, or a weekend there is not enough, No, you know, or even a week or two, like you're still coming back. And I mean, sometimes it's harder to come back from vacation. I'm experiencing this now. I go back after a week off tomorrow and the amount of anxiety I was sharing with Kelly before this, I have so much anxiety about opening my email tomorrow because I've been trying to be so well boundaried all week. But the cost of that is like all this anticipatory stress and I don't have an answer. I intentionally have an easier day with the people I see tomorrow, but I don't know. I think it reminds me of like when I um, injured my knee I remember the PT 10 years ago or so telling me like, you can keep running with a torn meniscus. At some point, your body will tell you, I didn't want the surgery. She's like, you can keep running. And at some point your body will tell you, you can't anymore because the tear will be so bad. And it is what happened. I had a certain kind of tear. I needed half of it removed. And I wouldn't have if I had just done the surgery six weeks prior. And I was so stubborn. It's hard. I often am like, oh, it's a problem for future Kelly. Yeah. And future Kelly is always upset with past Kelly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I can be re- regulated enough to be like, okay, future Kelly is going to be really proud of me. <laughs> Let's be kind to our future selves. And yeah. so often I'm also like, I don't know that person yet. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. There is one thing that I wanted to share um, out of this book called Trauma Stewardship. Yeah. 
And it was talking about how there are 16 um, signs of trauma exposure response. And we're not going to go through all those. But one of them was a sense that one can never do enough. And this is an attorney for inmates sentenced to capital punishment. This is a quote he says. He says, it's not a feeling. It's true. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And if it doesn't get done, people die. I can never do enough. For me, I mean, that resonated in any capacity I've worked in. You know, not that anybody I was working with was going to die, but I've had that feeling of if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And if it doesn't get done, people are impacted. Yeah. And and that's the work that you have to do as a self-help therapist of um, what does that mean if people are impacted? What does that mean about you? Yeah. Who's holding that story? What part? Exactly. And and there's just a sad little picture. Yes. There's all these penguins standing on an iceberg and they're looking up at one penguin who's flying in the sky. And the penguin appears to be saying, we just haven't been flapping them hard enough. Hmm. And we all know like how sad that would be if penguins were just trying so hard that they could fly. Yeah. They're just not meant to. There's so many places we could go with this what taking time off brings up inside of us. And so maybe you have a part that's like the penguin, like if I just try harder and I know I have that too, or perhaps there's like a um, saviorism piece. Everyone needs me. Mm -hmm. Be good to reflect on. And especially as we approach the holidays, I'm thinking about that. I think that this episode will come out in October. Yeah. Um, As you make your holiday plans and it is a valid enough reason to just take care of yourself. Yes, it is. And vacation with family is not often a vacation. Right. And so what do you need this holiday season? Yeah. Our hope is that we hear from some of you and you've told us that you have taken time off and you're welcome to reach out to us and hold us accountable as well. I'm thinking about all of our penguins inside just laying down. Just lay down. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. 